You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. Your weekly look at movies, video games, and more brought to you by your hosts, Ace Scully and Sid Talk. We're addicted to movies. Are you? Hello and welcome. Welcome to the multiverse. This is one version of the podcast and this is another version, Sid Talk. This is the version where Sid Talk's not in it at all. See? And now this is the version where it's just Sid Talk on her own. <laughs> if it's just Sid, on, Sid Talk on her own, there wouldn't be a podcast. <laughs> so that universe has a whole, whole different vibe. And now this is the version where we're both together. <laughs> the best version. Aw, <laughs> very nice. <laughs> so what's the before the after the show discussion? This movie a little bit. That's about it. That's about it. That wasn't much, was there? No. Am I forgetting something that last that happened two minutes ago? Probably. But highly possible. Possibly. All right. No, let's... there really wasn't. Uh, I mean, I'm editing pictures of, wait for it, garden stuff. While I'm talking, just imagine images of flowers and leaves and leaves and more leaves passing nice. before my eyeballs. So it is Saturday, May the 28th. This is After the Show, we're a movie review podcast. And this week, on episode 738, we're reviewing Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's a 2022 movie. Releases on Blu-ray on May the 24th, which is it's actually already out. Rated R from our friends at A24. And they are literally our best friends. Oh. Well, well in another multiverse, probably. Okay, I was going to say... Well, speak for yourself. I do have friends that aren't movie makers I do not actually know. So, Sito, give us the synopsis and then I'll give you the real one. The synopsis. Nothing matters. Everything matters. Old bullshit. You have to shake loose. It's time for us all to just, like, get along and be nicer. That's more like the message. That you can plug that into anything. A mother, daughter, and mother's father-daughter, mother-daughter. Here's the one <laughs> Is that the on t- the box? No. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. That's the real Yeah, that's good too. That's fine. So, everything, everywhere, all at once, Sid Talk. Did you love it? Did I love it? What do you, what do you think I thought? I thought you loved it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> what did you think I thought? I think you loved it. Because after like the first five minutes, and I'm not even kidding, you said, well, this movie is great. I did. <laughs> it might, might not have been exactly what I said. That might have been. It was pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Should we explain to them why we like it so much? Yeah. Let's explain like roughly the plot. Like set it up. Okay. The woman works in her own laundry mat, laundromat, with her husband and they are Chinese in America. Looks like they're having some tax trouble. So she's stressed out about that. Her daughter is a lesbian and that stresses her out. And her father is coming from China who kind of sounds a little bit tyrannical. That is stressing her out. Customers keep coming to the laundromat demanding their laundry and this is broken and that's broken and she's that's the everything, right? Everything is piling on top of her. And just kind of gets on top of her, right? Yeah, exactly. Like she's, as in life, 
it's too, it's too much. Everything is too much. All the everything is too much. It's too much, right? You can't solve it all. But what you get the very quick understanding is that the things she's most stressed about, getting the taxes straightened out for the business, the deal with the father coming, and the deal about her feelings about her daughter and her daughter's life. And her husband. Oh, yes, and her, her husband to her seems to be sort of like weak and ineffective, and he's just like trying to be happy, happy all the time, and that it, get, it gets on her nerves, right? Mm-hmm. So all these things, though, as you go through the movie and my philosophy of life, which just pretty much tapped in real quick, was all of those things are invented by other people in other places, in other lives, put upon you. Your idea about pleasing your father continuously, even though he's an asshole, is like it's like indoctrinated into you. The idea that your daughter can't live her own life and be the modern version of her own self and be who she is because you've been taught that she shouldn't be. That your husband should be a reflection of like some fucking toxic man (laughs) in a movie who's like, dun-dun-dun, save the day guy. All these things are invented by other people. The only pressure on her is fictional. The taxes is the only real immediate actual thing, right? You screw up your taxes, the government can take your business. That's a real thing. That's not even like, that's not a fiction. That's not like, oh, never mind that. That's a real thing. Everything else that's actually adding to her, sucking her energy, I should say, of her life are things that as she strips back and figures out all the stuff that she does through the movie, None of that is her. You know what I mean? That's all somebody else. Let me say, up to this point, your description of this movie makes it sound like an ordinary drama movie. But what really? Oh, it's not. Everything you just said, there was nothing (laughs) odd about it. (laughs) Okay, so there's a multi-universe involved. Multiverse? Can we call it that? It is a multiverse. Is it crossing the streams? They refer to it as a multiverse. Right. Multiple universes and every choices you ever make branch out. And we know how this works. Every choice you make, the other choice actually branches off. And you've actually made that choice in another universe. And then every other choice branches out from there. So we've got that going on. And somehow, some way, in the all of the multiverse, you're able to connect with all of the yous. Like somebody in one of the universes, like the original universe that figured it all out, you can connect to all of them. So if you're a chef in one, or you're a kung fu person in another, or you're whatever she is, the pizza sign spinner on the street, you know, all of a sudden you have all the skills and all the thoughts of all the Like the the Matrix, kind of. Um... No. Kind of like the way you can download skills in the Matrix. But oh, this yes. Way, this way you true. can pull them from another multiverse. Yes. Yeah. And so it's visually, you're going, you're jumping from universe to universe. It's very bizarre. In order to trigger your ability to pull a talent or a skill from another you in another universe, you have to do something statistically unexpected and random and weird, like wet your pants or eat some chapstick or lick a wall or some unmentionable things. <laughs> We're like, oh my God. Something that doesn't ordinarily happen, yes. Yeah, anything that's just so wacky, that is the thing that can trigger your ability to like, your synapsis connects with the synapses of the other you. Yeah, see, now I, you're right. Now I'm making it clear that it's a bit, it's not wacky so much. Once you get in the flow I mean, of it. it gets wacky. There are some oh, true. slapsticky, wacky parts. Absolutely. 
Because not every multiverse is just an ordinary, <laughs> like it could be crazy. For example? For example, a version of our reality where instead of just regular hands, we have hot dogs for our fingers. And that is legitimately a thing in this movie. I mean, I don't know why that sounds weird to you, but whatever. <laughs> and how that plays out is hilarious. What else? What other things are they? There are a lot of things in this movie. There are a lot of glimpses of things where you're like, what is this? I mean, most of them are pretty straightforward. You're either, her life is just different in them, right? Yeah, yeah the she ones was a that famous we flick film through, star. Yeah, the ones that we flick through really, really fast where she's like, ah! And she's like screaming kind of like 2001 Space Odyssey. It's like you're going through a like portal or something where she's tapping into every single version of her. Yeah, there's like some cartoon drawings. There's like weird images that aren't actually what you imagine like a universe could be. There's all kinds of stuff. But what we get glimpses of with actual little clips. I appreciate this. Forward. You, you wouldn't have seen this probably because I had to go to a website and look at there's an, you know, that part where you just mentioned where she goes, ah, and you see it I'm all flash past. Mm -hmm. There's a website that still shotted them all. Of course there is. And uh, one of them, she's in the red room from Twin Peaks. Oh. So, you know, nice. that makes it instantly, that gives it instantly a higher mark for me. Oh, high credibility <laughs> for that, for sure. So, yeah, it's crazy. It's an insane ride of a movie. You don't know what's coming next. I kept thinking to myself, this is very unique. Yes, there are multiverse type things, including this summer. There's a Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness at the same time. But this is not like a Marvel thing. No, this no. This is a, like an, I don't know, it's a very different take on it. But I, I like it a lot. It was really interesting. I didn't quite know where it was going. It sets itself up pretty basically, really. Like, this is a baddie and... You've got to stop it, otherwise it's everything... kind of... Yeah, exactly. Otherwise everything's like a Marvel movie, really. Then it taps into emotions and family and what the fuck are we thinking half the time? Expectations that have been put upon us by yeah. other people, other times, other... That are not applicable to functioning in any way, shape, or form in the actual natural world we live in, right? To survive and live together. We don't need the daughter to stay in a particular country and marry a particular kind of a person and make a certain amount of money and all that doesn't need to exist. That's just made up. That would be her father's expectations of her back in China, right? Yeah. That doesn't need to exist in order for life to just carry on. It's just a bullshit thing. Now, if you like want to say, oh, so throw all tradition out the window. I'm not saying that. Tradition is fantastic. I think tradition, when you're thinking about this movie and the idea that nothing matters, right? The daughter has come to the point where, like, she's at that precipice. When you're young, often, or like me, just in my life in general, I've always had this thing, like, we are literally nothing. This is a little speech for me. We're just nothing, right? We're like a rock in space and well, at any moment it can all just fucking end. And yet listen to me giggle because life is amazing. It's terrible and horrible because people and diseases and natural disasters, those are terrible and horrible. They crush us. So why does it fucking matter if your daughter makes one choice or another? Or how could you possibly ever have invented the idea that a person's gender or who they are, sexual identity or sexual preference or who they are could matter. 
when the whole of the universe is trying to kill us all the time, right? Yeah. That's how I look at it. So the daughter is there. Like, it doesn't matter. My mom can't accept that I'm gay. She won't tell my grandpa that I'm gay. But my girlfriend's, like, super nice and supportive. But I'm just miserable. And I'm going to be miserable because what? what's the fucking point if I can't even just live my life? It's all stupid and pointless. That's where she is. But the movie wants to kind of grab you and grab them and be like, yeah, but, like... Yeah. Me sitting with you doing this podcast right now, looking at my plant pictures, thinking of my visit I made with my niece this week, and all the good things in life is on one side of the scale of your brain of what you can cope with in life. And then over here is all the terrible stuff. Sometimes you just have to let it hang there for a little bit and not let it consume you like in the movie she creates, the bad version of someone creates, an everything bagel which is yeah. actually a black hole, and it's just there because nothing matters. Everything can get sucked into this black hole. Nobody ever existed because nothing matters. But the idea is, yeah, but in this moment, this thing that we're doing now does matter. It is okay exist in a world where you can be kind, is one of the big messages in the movie, be okay have some troubles, whatever. It's a little bit of a feel-good movie, ultimately, don't you think? Yes, the last 10 minutes are pretty much the best of people. Yeah, and I'm not a big, like, oh, everyone just should be kind kind of a person. Well, that's not what it's saying, really. It's well, it was of, at the end. Yeah. The be kind, just be kind. But, I mean, that's very subjective, and I understand the concept, which is basically saying, don't be a hateful prick, essentially, right? In the world. Don't be mean. Don't tear things down. Don't good destroy message. people. It's a good message. It's a bit narrow focused for the, you know, the be kind. I see it in so many memes and so many other things that it kind of loses its guts, you know, a little bit. But I get it. What I liked about this movie was how skillful it's put together. Because from the beginning, it starts off like a regular movie before it goes multiversy. They're in the laundrette. And there's dialogue going on. But it's a bit off kilter all the time. You know, when the camera looked up at the ceiling and mm -hmm. and you saw the uh, the monitors, the security monitors, and you saw something strange happening on them. Well, that was the dad being the guy from the other. Yeah, but you didn't know at this point. Oh, no, so exactly. It felt exactly. like, oh, this is just a like it's a drama in a laundrette, but what the hell's going on over there? And it just kept going a bit sideways a little bit. And then all of a sudden, when they go to the IRS building... And yeah. they go up in the elevator, the shit is the fan, and it becomes crazy. Yeah. And from that first little montage that they show you, they show you Evelyn's childhood in this series of small vignettes really fast. And within 10 seconds, you understand Evelyn, everything about her. Yep. You're like, this is what her dad did. This is what happened to her. And there's a lot of that in this movie where they're very quick to show you something where you completely understand it, like it was downloaded to your brain instantly. And it happens all through the movie. We're pretty clever. Yeah. <laughs> we can figure things out pretty good. But it's down to the filmmaking. It's like the way they just assemble the thing. True. Nothing, it doesn't feel, because it could, a movie like this could feel, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm completely lost in this craziness. Can I predict that at least one of your one star... IMDb reviews they won't get, might say that it yeah. was confusing because I do think it's not going to be everyone who appreciates that kind of 
structured chaos, right? Because that's what it is. You're, it does feel chaotic, I, I definitely. But you're once you get chaos going, you're kind of tapping in like you're if as long as you're keeping up, you should be good. But yeah, a lot of people would uh, not appreciate it. And I find like most of the middle of the movie, it actually is kind of a stressful experience. It feels stressful mm. being bounded, you know, between one thing and another. I mean, like she is. I mean, she's stuck into this situation. One second she's this person, the next second she's that person. It's all crazy. How maybe somebody who is having a mental breakdown or something feels, you know? I don't think she's. I don't think this is a mental health movie. No, I think it is a bit though. I don't think so. I didn't get that I, at all. I think it's about examining your not just choices, but like why you're making your choices. Yeah, it's definitely more not than like, a person with an actual mental health issue. It's about like. Holy crap, I've just realized, like, I don't care what my father really, really thinks. Like, he was terrible. And I do want to love my husband. And I do want to love my daughter just for who they are. All this other stuff is bullshit. That's what I got. About the whole thing about being repressed by just being mm -hmm. told things the entire life until this moment. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a mental health. I don't feel like we're going into someone's mind who we're thinking is... She might be depressed. I mean, that I mean, could be she is. a take, you know? She is from, you know, you can tell in the laundry at the beginning. Everything's... Too much. It's everything. Down. Everywhere. All the time. <laughs> but the technical feat of pulling all this stuff, all this information into you, you know, there's a moment where the whole thing goes quiet. We were talking about it earlier. And a, a couple of rocks on the side of a mountain or a side of a cliff. And there's just text on the screen the rocks are talking to each other and it's amazing yeah and it's like a, a break from everything but it's also hilarious it's it's full of strange humor as well right yes mm. and it reminds you as a movie watcher that storytelling visually and actually like kind of being sucked into the world is part of the magic and the glory of it. I mean, I don't believe in glory as most people do, but I'm just saying like, that's a moment where you're like, I'm literally looking at a picture of two rocks on a cliff and I'm reading what amounts to text messages that I would see on my phone. And I'm engaged with these characters and I care what they're saying and they're making me laugh and I'm actually feeling emotional <laughs> while looking at two rocks on the screen with some text. Yeah. So... That's magic to me. I think that was real. That was one of my favorite moments for sure. And it's just super inventive. It gets juvenilely stupid at some points. Sure, sure. Like with a butt plug kung fu fight, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Where you're like, what? what? Where's this coming from? This is crazy. But hey, we're dealing with anything can happen. It's any like, yeah, the absurdity of the actual universe can't be any more absurd than someone fighting with two giant rubber dildos <laughs> you know like yeah it's like kill bill but the weapons are dildos and not swords it's crazy it oh they should have done that as a scene <laughs> in the movie maybe that's why uma thurman's name's in the credits oh gosh remember you said she was in sure, that name was i mean there could be other uma thurmans there's, uh, there's only one uma thurman what are you talking about she was in a big long list i'm pretty sure it wasn't our uma <laughs> our like we own her yeah yeah well no like she's our friend Technically, it's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if this wins some awards this year because it, it's very unique and I can't say I've seen anything like it 
It's very emotional. It made me cry multiple times. Yeah, I, bet it did. I laughed multiple times. I mean, the other movie that this these directors did, the Daniels, they did a movie called Swiss Army Man, which you can go back and listen to our review of it. Listen to you, shillin'. And that movie also you can honestly say I have never seen a movie like that. Never. No, so I they, mean maybe weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> maybe, but not if you're getting the vibe on the I think trying Swiss Army Man there. takes it one level further, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> or maybe five levels further. But yeah, if you like a Like he's not going to a party, but he's got a dead guy as a friend. Yes. So they're a very unique Sometimes you think, don't you, where does it come from, this kind of... Because you see a lot of, you know, mundane movies, you know, you can see so many different mundane movies where it's like, oh, that movie feels like that movie. This one doesn't feel like anything else to me. I mean, yes, it's got Kung Fu in it. Yes, it's got references to The Matrix. But as an overall thing, it feels like something completely different to those things. It doesn't feel like a Marvel movie with it being a multiverse it's not the same type of thing at all. Like it's this, the stars of it are unique in themselves. It's crazy. So let's move on to the cast here. We won't spoil the ending for you. In fact, we might have already spoiled the ending, but not said it was the ending. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think so. So Michelle Yeoh plays Evelyn Wang. What did you think? Excellent. As always. I mean, she's just amazing. And she just let it all go. There were moments of just sheer, like, blah. Like, it felt like there was no holding back anything. She was completely in this lady's character, physically, emotionally, her facial expressions. I mean, she was she's amazing. And it gets really physical for her. She's fighting. She's, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of action scenes that, to me, it didn't seem like they were using a stunt double. Oh, I agree. I thought about that a yeah. lot of times. Like, is that her? Yeah, and him and her, yeah. I mean, you could probably say it, prove us wrong, and it's all CG or whatever, but it seemed to me like she was doing the stunts. We've also got Stephanie Zhu as Joy Wang. She's the daughter. What yeah, I liked her. Yeah, I did too. She was very funny, but in like a sarcastic sad. kind of way. Sad also, yeah. Is that partially why you were crying? Um, no, I just think the overall idea of... People who can't grasp that the meaning of life isn't about all the shit that everyone's piled on us since humans have invented things to judge each other with and tear each other down about and separate each other by. That life and meaning of life is just, it's very simple. <laughs> it's like you eat, you shit, you sleep, you have some sex, you enjoy the time, you build things, you make things, you cure diseases, you build stuff better for whomever. Try to make the planet better. I mean, to me, it's really simple, but all the bullshit ideas crush us into submission for no reason. No actual survival reason in the universe. None of it. That is what makes me emotional. And that someone else considers this. Like, I know I'm not alone in this point of view. I'm not that way. But to see it and to be like, wow, they've thought about it. Someone's thinking about it. And then to think of all the people who are trapped, truly believe they're trapped in lives that are not theirs. You know, it's sad because then what's the point of view, right? Yeah. Then what's the meaning? <laughs> so that's what gives me emotion. We've got Ki Huai Quan as Raymond Wang. <laughs> you will know him as Short Round from Indiana Jones a long time ago. He's not really done movies in between then and now. Has he not? 
No, I was looking. He's done a few, but this was his first major thing for twenty over twenty years. It said. Mm. So Interesting. How did you think? What would you? He think? was good. He was good because he was like, okay, let me sound like a terrible person because no. I, I can't. <laughs> I can be a terrible person. I'm not the person who's like googly eyes on shit makes me smile or just be nice all the time and always have an optimistic point of view and always think everything's going to turn out all right. It's not in my nature. I have my optimism levels, obviously, because if I think the world is doom and gloom and yet I think life is wonderful, somewhere in there is a bit of optimism, right? I mean, I have it, but not in that way. And he's that character that if I were around him, I'd just be like, okay, dude, enough of the smiling and the Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything will be fine. That wouldn't work for me. But I like him, and he did it exactly perfect. So Then we've got James Hong as the dad, Gong Gong. Yes, and he I think he was in one of the horrible Vietnam movies where he was terrible, a terrible person. Was it the like movie. The Deer Hunter? I don't remember which one, but that's what I first thought of. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Get it out of your head. That is not who he is in this movie. Move on. He's literally been around forever, that guy. You've seen him in so yes. many things. And he was, I mean, he was the dad. So he's like the old Chinese dad who she's kind of, she's not afraid of, but trying to please him and trying not to upset him. And he's kind of grumpy and blah, 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 you know, and he did it perfectly. And Jamie Lee Curtis as Deirdre, the IRS agent. What did you think of Jamie Lee? It was like, I mean, not anything like you've ever seen her do before. No. Hilarious. Yeah. I loved it. And she just let it all hang out, let's say. Yeah. And she so they just, put a little fake belly on her. They did, but it was it was just funny. Because like, it was different versions. There was like a tall version of her as well. Mm, taller, thinner, <laughs> muscular. Yeah. Yeah. She was crazy, I would say. And I didn't expect to see her because I I hadn't researched this movie or knew I haven't seen the trailer even. Did you? Mm-mm. So when she turned up, I was like, "Whoa, where'd she come from?" So this is directed by the Daniels or Daniels. They also directed Swiss Army Man. What do you think of this directing? I mean, it's it's everything really. The performances and the directing and the editing of this movie are the movie. And yeah. Yes, some could argue that's how it always is. But sometimes the directing is sort of invisible. Yeah. The editing is invisible, which is fine if it serves the story and the movie is you know different, different than this one. But in this one, you felt that somebody had the reins. Somebody was holding all the little puppet strings and wanting this to be very specific. And I feel like what we ended up with, I'm hoping that that was their original vision because it Seems right. I definitely give the editing a nod because it could be incomprehensible, this movie. True. But the way it's assembled, it just makes perfect sense. And it's a complicated thing that you're going going down this trip with. It's complicated, really. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But the way it's put together, it never felt overwhelming to me. So IMDb reviews, what are those? Well, those are reviews where people say one-star-level things about the movie. And if you like the movie, you think they're hilarious. If you don't like the movie, you're kind of like, mm, yeah, sure. And usually we get the classics, the all-time classics. They should be in a museum somewhere. The person who says, it was a waste of my time. Or the one who's like, this movie didn't say anything or do anything or make any sense. It was a waste of my time. <laughs> See, kind of all goes goes back to that. 
So these are the one-star reviews. Here's the first one. Stupid Chinese version of The Matrix. And then he says, Family issues in the multiverse of madness. Absolute rubbish. Recalling, referencing, and reusing other great directors' work doesn't mean you do similar work. However, Dancing with IRS Agent was legit. (laughs) Second one says, Disgusting, disturbing, distorted. A complete disaster. Complete disaster. This would have been a great family story plot, but they had to include the most disgusting content and ruin the movie. It made me feel sick. There's no such thing as a good film anymore. Oh, wow. They're going there. (laughs) And number three says, This movie pretends to be interesting, but it is totally meaningless. It's a mixture of random ideas without any depth or any novelty. It's not even funny. When the first Matrix came out, you were amazed by the novelty of the idea and it made you think because there was some coherent basis. But this movie has nothing. It's an insult to everybody's intelligence. Okay, I don't normally say this because I'm all like, hey, I champion your opinion, but that's just inaccurate. It is, so... (laughs) Thank you. I have said definitively that opinion is invalid. No. <laughs> more power to them. At least here's what I'll give them credit for. That's more than one sentence. It is. Whatever they did to take the time to write that down, I mean, I'll give them an A for effort. I give them no credit whatsoever. Oh my. All harsh. Right. Harsh. So let's put some scores on the doors, as they say in old game shows. What are the scores on the doors? I've never heard that phrase. You so. haven't? Bruce Forsyth used to say that. I know what a score is, I know what a door is, yeah. but we don't have a door to put a score on, so right. I'm assuming you mean you want to give this movie a number. I'm going to give everything, everywhere, all at once, a 9 out of 10. <gasps> so am I. <laughs> well. You know why? Because it just it, it taps in, you know? It's like it plugged in to my brain, and that makes me very biased. That's fine. I can accept that. Does this mean that A24 are still on a winning streak? They are. It seems so, yeah. Yeah. Nice work, A24. And thank you to you for letting us review the movie. Next week, we're going to review The Batman. Whoa, he's not going to grunt, is he, all the time? I don't know. This new guy might not do it. He might go, hello, I'm the Batman. That would be equally bad. I'm the Batman. How about Mm, that? Did he turn weirdly British? I'm the Batman. (laughs) Like 1945 radio shows. <laughs> I am the Batman. I'm the Batman. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're yeah. done. No, I don't think he's going to do the. Uh, that was Christian Bale's exclusive grumbling. It's so bad. The Batman. All right, movie recommendations. I'm going on the tip of this movie. I'm going with a Swiss Army Man. You, you should see <laughs> that movie. If it is bonkers, it might be more bonkers than this one. It is really weird. And my other one's Kill Bill, because there was definitely uh, some vibes of Kill Bill during this movie. I don't know about that. I mean... Just the martial arts Yeah, stuff. but Kill Bill didn't invent that shit, so I get what you're saying, but I... The, I didn't say it did. That's the one I'm, I'm that saying. That reminds you of. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, mine are five movies from the 1990s, which I'm just reviewing. I'm just revisiting the list of all the movies I watched in the 90s, and this week is going to be Killing Zoe. There's a prank robbery for you. Pumpkinhead 2, Blood Wings. I've seen it. I don't remember it. Adam's Family Values. You know, generic family stuff fun. 
Mrs. Doubtfire. Fun. It is fun, but I wonder how it would hold up today. So that's my question there. And then a movie called A Perfect World with Kevin Costner. I really like that one. Mm. It's very good. It's the it's a bank robbery one, right? Um, I think of it more as him like kidnapping the kid. Yeah, he goes off with the kid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's really good. I don't know how that holds up either. True. So thank you for re- giving us those recommendations. Oh, thanks. So you're very welcome. Thank you. You're very kind. Sure, 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 sure. Hey, Scully stuff. We finished Life is Strange True Colors. How did you like that uh, game, Sid Talk? You watched the whole thing? I did. I enjoyed it. I predicted what it was all about, which was fine. He even said at one point, the vision of her brother said to her, how, how would you know that your superpower was going to be mutant empathy? Yes. Again, I'm a terrible person. I'm not too into this theme, but I totally get it. And it was very enjoyable. I really liked the character of Alex. She was mm-hmm. very good. And she grew through... It was a good writing, I think. The the actual script. Yes. Ultimately, she wasn't what I was kind of girding my teeth hoping she wouldn't be. She wasn't, and that was great. Yeah. So that's Life is Strange True Colors. It's available on everything. And we also started yesterday watching the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV Who? show. Who? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm, doesn't ring a bell. You may only hope... Well, he doesn't ring a bell. No, that's not his job. <laughs> but we watched the first... Well, he's pretty shitty at his job. Let's just be straight up about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically, in this show, a babysitter, right? Obi-Wan Kenobi babysitting he service. He always was. Yeah. We watched the first two episodes, and that's all that is available at the moment. How did you like it, Sid Top? I enjoyed it very much. I love Star I'm Wars TV. For- <laughs> You could just chop off the TV part. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Guess what picture I'm looking at at this moment of my garden. I have, in, I have in my hand. Star Wars. Related. I have in my hand two labels that I've scribbled on because my handwriting is really shitty. For two round pots that I have, like barrels, half barrel thingies, you know. Maybe I should preface this by saying I name all the areas of my garden. Either Star Trek or Star Wars related things, or I also have Wonder Wharf, one wooden raised bed, which is Wonder Wharf. And if you know what that means, I love you. But this picture that I'm looking at, I have two tickets, two things in my hand, two labels, and one says R2D2, and one says BB8. Good work. So I need to make me some little gardeny decorative thingies to stick in each pot to make them more, because they match. We don't also, want them to match. I came up with raised bed. You did, R-E-Y, apostrophe S. Raised bed is the raised bed. Yeah. The big one. I mean, now that's the cleverest of them all. Mm, Well, then I have seven (laughs) of nine alcove, which is at the end of raised bed. See, it's all mixed up. It's a sci-fi garden. I've got Deep Space Nine, Andoria, Kronos. You got Hoth? No, because I have nothing that's frozen. See, I know what the hell you're talking about. That's true. (laughs) Well, I give you points for that. I should call the tree stump Endor, because it's a tree stump. Oh, yes. Shouldn't I? Okay. The Ewok Village, no, you could also call it. No, I'm not going to call it that. It's just, that's too much. <laughs> All right, what's for dinner, Sid Talk? Well, you decided, when I asked you what you wanted, you said TB. I said, fine, tuberculosis it is. But no, you meant the Taco Bell. I did. Taco Bell. What's your advice and we'll get out of here? My advice is this movie. I think I've proselytized enough about 
telling everybody how the fuck they're supposed to live and who they're supposed to be other than not causing harm and destroying and ripping down everything around them, right? That's the line that we can all agree on. Everything else is bullshit. How you dress, what you eat, where you live, how you live, what you put on your feet, what makeup you wear, what food you eat. We have, it's, it's still weird that people have a thing about us not eating meat. It's just, it's like insanity, but totally acceptable <laughs> that we can judge people for having art like inked on your arm and someone will look at you and have a whole set of shit in their mind that was in a bottle somewhere that somebody else thought of and da 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 and then someone injected it into their brain and they have no fucking opinion of their own. It's like, oh, tattoo, I am programmed to think this, that, or the other. You're either programmed to think, oh, it's super cool and how cool that person must be because they have a tattoo. Or you're programmed to think, oh, tattoo. Hmm, right? It's all bullshit. <laughs> like, all of that. It's it's crazy to me. Because the whole world listens to this, right? All 8 billion-ish people? Maybe in different multiverses. Okay. Everyone accumulatively? Yeah. Just work on it. <laughs> all right. AceScully.com is the place you can get this podcast. Anchor.fm slash after the show. Or iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music. Wherever podcasts are available. Wherever that is, Sid Talk. You can also go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for our social media. You can email me, ascully at ascully.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She doesn't like email. She hates it, in fact. I mean, I'm not a fan of email in general. You're welcome to do it. Uh, it doesn't mean I'll read it. And I want to say, stay classy, A24. I delivered another great movie to us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves or someone will do it for you.